On today's episode of I Hate Golf, it's awesome. We are we are back. We took a couple weeks off to try to kind of figure some things out with the coronavirus, with everything kind of kind of being up in the air. Um, so we just kind of took a little bit of time off to readjust to some things. But we are back, and we are working on a lot of content to put out for you that you'll hopefully find interesting. Um, we're going to have some some interviews, not on today's episode, but um, coming down the pipeline to you soon. Um, right now, we're planning on just doing one podcast a week that that might change. Um, probably going to try to get those out to you every every Tuesday morning. Um, but like like always, you can just follow us on socials at Eat Golf. That's E K E G O L F. Um, all the all the information you need about pretty much everything is at eek.golf. That is once again e k e dot g o l f. Um, so let's get into it. So now I am joined by, as always, the star of the show, Mark Eberly, sitting across the table from me, caddy cornered. So we're not speaking directly into each other's faces. That is my favorite part of the show, being introduced like that. Just so you know. <laughs> I figured it was. That's why. That's that's why I've kept it up. Um, uh, before we get into um, kind of the meat of the podcast for today, just wanted to run through some quick, quick news things. Obviously, last week uh, the PGA announced that they will they will be likely the first sport to come back uh, without fans, but come back for events and give us sports to watch. That'll be June what 11th through the 14th. That's the Charles Schwab, right? Am I, am I wrong about that? I, I think so. That's it. Yeah. I, pr- I probably should have looked that up first, but PGA will be back in June. Um, what do you think it's going to be like? Um, it's going to be different. Um, I think it's probably going to be really exciting for people. Um, you know, the whole delay, you know, I think was prompted um, by really the fear of the unknown more than anything else. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it, I mean, because you look, look at on the golf course today, there's three po- people playing golf. They don't really interact other than close enough. They can hear each other talk. So it's obviously doable, mm-hmm. but I think that fear of the unknown and what actually was going on is what really intimidated everyone to, to where we're at today. So no, I think it'll be exciting. Um, obviously, um, if there was anything that could be televised live right now, I can't imagine what the ratings would be. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the sooner they get back, I think it's I think it's going to be a morale boost for everyone. Just any sense of normalcy is going to help. Yeah. So, um, on that side, yeah, it's, it, I think it's going to be very positive all the way around. Yeah, and obvi- obviously, it's 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 not so much the actual golf that's going to be the issue. I think, I think in pretty much everyone knows it's everything that goes into the production with the production teams with the people working the course that's that's going to be the logistical challenge of it all not just i mean obviously golf courses are still open they could go out and have a pga event right now and just not televise it but that's ad revenue corporations that's not going to happen well and it is it's it's the behind the scenes activity just to televise it that you know if you've if you've been around it and seen it, you understand, well, like you said, it's sending three guys out to play golf with their caddy isn't a big deal. Yeah. It's how do you bring that to people? Well, how, how do you have a, how do you have a production truck filled with 20 or right. 30 guys sitting right next to each other? Right. It's like, that's, they're going to obviously have to find ways around that, whether it's through, through quick testing as that gets developed more checking temperatures or just changing the layout of everything. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably the, 
the big push now is uh, when you test people, it's like, okay, you're, you can do this, and that can be contained once that happens. So yeah. I, think, I think once it happens, I think it's going to, I think it'll probably ramp up pretty quickly yeah yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see it play out yeah obviously talking about how any live sports is going to draw insane ratings right right now um last night the the last dance the 97 98 bulls documentary premiered on espn not totally golf related obviously but but with jordan being a huge golfer um people are just people are just dying to see anything new basically right right it's um it's interesting in fact one th- one thing i would, not not news related but one thing one thing i wanted to ask you a little bit about this is kind of bleeding into some main topic stuff but what do you think it is that draws athletes to golf um well you'll notice that you really notice it later in their careers mm-hmm. and you know, from time to time, I've I've been involved with you know guys as they've retired and moved on, and you have to realize from the age they could either dribble a basketball or swing a baseball bat or throw a ball or any of that stuff, their life's been based on one thing: competition. Yeah. And once that goes away, it's kind of like, what do I do with myself? Yeah. And there's probably not an environment that creates that more than golf yeah. because you don't need anyone else to to battle that that competition instinct inside of you you can deal with yourself so i think that's you know and that's probably why you hear all these stories about you know the guys that made all the money and they're playing golf how they're always gambling yeah you know they oh well, yeah jordan didn't have to wait till after his career to do that it yeah. was just it was just another outlet to gamble yeah. you know thank goodness barkley didn't get involved in golf gambling <laughs> It's just, it really is amazing seeing these world-class athletes just have such ugly swings. It's just, they look so unathletic. Yeah. Well, it, it, again, it's it's the transition from, that's what I've always said, that y- you don't have to be a good athlete to be a, a great golfer. You just don't have to be. Does it help? Absolutely it helps. If you look back at the, you know, Nicholas was an athlete. Palmer was an athlete. Those guys were athletes. But you can also, and I'm not going to name names because I don't want to be mean, there are guys that, you know, if they were walking down the fairway, they couldn't chew gum at the same time. <laughs> but they were great golfers, and they won tournaments, and they won majors. Yeah. You know, so it's, there's a difference there. And, you know, the athletes, I, I think it really is, one, they have time on their hands because how much money they make now when they're retired. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a kid, you probably didn't retire with all that money and you had to do something else yeah but now it's all that time on your hands and wow it's i get a, I get to compete i get to continue to compete mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think definitely some of it is too just kind of the business aspects of golf and the the relationships that you can make with seeing so many athletes now that that aren't waiting to do it just to get into golf until after they retire thinking about like steph curry thinking about andre Iguodala, guys that guys that are playing golf going out and playing before finals games it's like there i think some of that ties into they're starting their own businesses while they're still playing the guys aren't waiting to do that until right. they retire it was it was typically the, the only guys that did that were 
pitchers in the major leagues. Yeah. Because they only days. work one day a week. Yeah. So <laughs> they got four they days off. They started their golf careers a little early. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, last little piece of news or updates, whatever you want to call it. Um, just kind of update us on we're we're recording this on Monday, April 20th um, at Spessard Holland Golf Course in Melbourne Beach. Um, what's what has kind of changed in the past couple of weeks with the with the kind of ever evolving situation that's going on? Well, really, um, for us, it hasn't changed a lot other than as as more golf courses decided to shut down, mm-hmm. we got busier. Mm-hmm. So we had to implement more and more things like the shield and the golf shop for our, a lot of it has been taking care of our staff yeah. and adapting to make sure that our staff's been insulated from anything that could happen. Yeah. That's the big deal because obviously... Yes, you know, we send, you can only go as off as a single golfer in a cart. So you see four carts going up the fairway. We can control that. We can't control that when they gather on the green, even though, you know, you don't touch the pin or on the tee box. They can still, you know, hang out with each other and we can't control that. Yeah. Um, and that's that's been a little frustrating because there's some people that probably aren't taking it as serious as they should. Yeah. Um, so. But no, we've we've done everything possible. Um, you know, our cart guys. Uh, I, I, one of my frustrations is, you know, everyone's oh, well, they're so thankful and they're so appreciative of, of us being here and, and taking care of them and being open so they can have something to do. But it's like, folks, tip your cart guy. Do you know how much work he's doing? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's now got to take care of your clubs and your cart, and he has to sanitize the cart and rotate it because we have so many golfers you know our carts are going out two times sometimes three times a day yeah and somebody has to take care of that to make you safe yeah so if there's one thing that i would say it's like take care of your cart guy probably the excuse is they don't want to touch cash because that's that's a possibility of spreading germs something like that and just thinking of any possible excuse they could make that's a bad excuse you should set up some kind of like venmo station or something like that i'll put a bucket out there and at the end of the day the bucket would be empty (laughs) (laughs) no i mean there's there's people that there's some really good people that take care of our cart guys so i just you know i've always said if if i have 150 or 200 golfers today if every golfer would just throw them a buck or two bucks yeah they've had a great day oh yeah and it didn't cost anyone anything no so that's my little speech about that. <laughs> I think we kind of got away from the news and updates there. Um, but yeah, it's it's been interesting uh, kind of closer to where we where we live and stuff is seeing the courses in Jacksonville that the few that did close, most of them are starting to open back up with a lot of restrictions on everything. Um, a lot of places are doing the you have to prepay stuff like that. Um, also, I do want to say I, I'm wearing headphones while recording this and there is a tornado warning in our area. So if you start to hear a tornado, please let me know because I can't hear anything except for our voices. If if you see an empty seat, that's (laughs) probably a good sign. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good cue to find some cover. Um, so I, w- I wanted to get kind of in the kind of into the meat of what I wanted to talk to you about today. And obviously I've talked a little bit about how playing golf is new to me, even though it's not new to me, I've, I've played golf for forever, but kind of this is the first time even even more so when when I was playing on like the the high school team and stuff like this this is definitely the most golf I've ever played in my life um and just kind of wanted to know your experience with kind of 
I feel confident in saying like me playing golf has kind of made you play golf a little bit more. You've been, you've been playing a lot, a lot more recently and stuff and helping me with my swing and stuff like that. But just kind of wanted to know what it, what it's been like for you kind of getting back into golf and playing more with, with having so much experience in the past. Well, it, one of the things that I can say, and yes, it's, I, I told people for years, it's like, I, I really don't, you know, after I had, what's it been, nine years, 10 years since I had my double knee replacement? Yeah. I just really never played golf again. Yeah. You know, I'd go out and play three or four holes, take a couple clubs, and um, that was pretty much it. Um, you know, one of, the, one, one of the nice things about it is probably the greatest thing about it is it's so much easier to play when you have no expectations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really simplified my attitude about the game. Um, because, you know, it was, it was always so intense. Every shot was so important. But, and, and you're right, it's because I said for years, it's like I, I really don't have any reason to play golf. Um, you know, once in a while, if a, someone I hadn't seen for ages came by, and it's like, yeah, I'd go out and play a few holes with them. But, mm-hmm. you know, then it got to the point where I hadn't played at all, and it's like I don't even want to swing and see the results anymore. Yeah. So, and I know I'm not going to commit the time to change that so let's just stop playing all together yeah um then when you started playing and it's like you'd say hey let's go out and play i'd go out and play a few holes with you and then before you know it i played nine holes one day and it's like wow where did this come from and it's yeah. like you know what i actually enjoy this yeah because it's totally different to me now than when it was before yeah you know before i was playing because i had to get as good as i could possibly get mm-hmm. so every time i swung a golf club it was critical that that it was the best I could do. Yeah. So there was a lot of pressure on that. Um, you know, as being at clubs and teaching and playing in tournaments, um, that was very demanding. And I just, I got tired of it. Once I got out of it, it was fine. But then coming back, it was like, now I actually enjoy playing golf. Yeah. Um, even though sometimes it's pretty ugly, I still enjoy it. Yeah. Um, you, you'd probably never see me throw a club again. Um, at least I'm the I, total opposite I of that. I think so, but, you know, I just, I don't see any purpose in that. It's like, okay, it was just a golf shot. Yeah. It wasn't the way I hit it, wanted to hit it, but it's just a golf shot, and guess what? You know, that shot is over. I'll go hit it again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that whole thing of expectations has, and that's, and it's, it's kind of funny because I remember when I was teaching a lot, that's the first thing I would talk about with the person that wanted to take lessons mm-hmm. is what are you expecting out of this? Okay, if, if, you're a, if you're a 13 handicap, what do you want out of this lesson? Where do you want it to take you? Do you think a few lessons is going to get you down to two? Yeah. You know, okay, if that's your goal, here's what you're going to have to do and the commitment you're going to have to make to get there. Yeah. And it's just... You know, waking people up to, and that's that's one of the issues I have with what's going on in the golf world, and it's been going on in the golf world. It continues to go on in the golf world, even with junior golf. So much of the junior golf, it seems to be focused on who's going to be the next Tiger Woods, yeah. and having these events and activities, and they're so intense. I think maybe that's why our golf course. One of the reasons why our golf courses is, might be a little empty, yeah, because it's. It's no longer a recreation, fun activity that it should be. It's, it should be just a pastime, 
something to go do to escape all that pressure and tension. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there are a lot of issues there, but I, you know, I, you know, we went up and played Royal St. Augustine, Mm -hmm. um, and didn't play that well, had a spurt where I played eight or nine holes, pretty decent, but it was just, it was fun to play. And it's like, yeah, I still get disappointed in a shot. I get mad at myself because who in the world was swinging the club on that shot? Yeah. You know, but it's, you know, it's, it's the intensity's not there. So it's just a lot of fun. Um, you know, I can remember thinking, you know, when I was still playing when I was 35 and even 40 about how, you know, it was a seniors tour then thinking, what's the big deal? And now being my age thinking every day you wake up with a different ache. <laughs> now I admire those guys that do that. Yeah. I mean, because it's like, I think most of their events are four days now. I don't really follow it that much. When they started, they were three-day events. Well, right now they're zero days. Yeah, they, they should be two-day events. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Going up to going up to Royal um, last Friday and playing that, it was it was cool for me because, I I mean, I've driven past that course for, for nine years now, right. just being in that area, and, and I've kind of always wondered what it was like and getting out there and realizing that, it was a lot harder than I thought it would be. Um, I lost a lot of golf balls and got <laughs> pretty frustrated and didn't follow your motto of not throwing clubs. I, <laughs> I think I got better distance throwing my clubs in a lot of my shots. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's been fun. Um, just kind of being able to play together now and, and try to, and I, I'm not, I'm not going to try and kid myself and think that I'm going to be an amazing golfer, but I'm just trying to get to the level of, I can go out and be confident that yeah, I'm gonna have some bad shots. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have some bad swings and stuff like that. But just to get to the level where I'm confident that I can go out and play with anyone and not totally embarrass myself. Right. Kind of what you were talking about, how you were you were away from it for so long that you didn't even want to see what your swing was gonna be like. That's that's where I want to get past. I mean, I. If, if I become a great golfer, then that's great. I, I have zero expectations of that. I just want to be able to basically hold my own. Right. So. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I will say that, you know, after my, after my double knee replacement, um, I asked Dawn if she would, my wife, because she, she played golf every once in a while, but not much, just to hang out a little bit. But I said, hey, how about if I put my clubs on the cart and you drive the cart and I'll walk. Mm-hmm. And I went out and played nine holes. And it was probably the most enjoyable nine holes I've ever played in my life because I walked nine holes. Yeah. And before my knee replacement, I couldn't walk 10 yards without tears in my eyes. Yeah. So it's like, oh my goodness, this is incredible. Why would I waste it walking a golf course? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been interesting and it's, it's been a lot of fun to get back. And yeah, it's like playing different golf courses now. That's all of a sudden that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think one thing that's been kind of interesting for me and something that's, that I've kind of figured out and, and I, I enjoy walking a lot more than I enjoy riding. If it, I mean, if it's a long course, kind of like how Royal was, that, that'd be a tough course to walk because there's a lot of going through neighborhoods and yeah. stuff like that. And you can do it, obviously. I wouldn't recommend doing it in the middle of July, obviously. Um, 
but I, it really just kind of gives me, especially getting out there and, and taking photos and trying to think about new ideas of how to like present a course and stuff. I, I think just getting on the course, whether it's, whether it's walking or riding just gives you such a different perspective on golf and, and obviously not the whole golf industry at large, but it just, it, whether, whether it just causes like a kind of appreciation for you or whether it just kind of, it makes you look at things differently. I think it's what, what I've learned basically is, is you can't really know a golf course until you get out there. In some, some cases, like kind of how we were talking about, we want to go back to Royal and play it again is going back the second time. And now you kind of have an idea of how the course is going to play, how the course is laid out a little bit, because you can, you can look at a picture on a scorecard, but you don't really know a course until you get out there and play it. Well, and the, and the bad thing is you go out, yeah, we, we always say that the first time. It's like, well, if I would have known or I didn't know that, <laughs> the next time you go back, you know, and nothing changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bad news. But no, that, that's true. It's um, most golf courses, you really, again, as I've always said, each golf course has a personality of its own. That one's obviously very distinct. So the more unique that personality is, the more it demands you actually know the golf course. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely one of those golf courses. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of want to go back just to play that really narrow par three with the, with the condos behind it. I thought that was a really <laughs> cool hole. Um, tricky for someone who slices as badly as I do. Um, I think I lost two balls on that hole. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want to get back up there and check it out for sure. Yeah, it's, it's kind of odd because it's kind of like the uh, 18T at Augusta, that chute that you tee off out of mm-hmm. that's so challenging. Mm-hmm. The difference is this is a par three that's only 175 <laughs> yards and it shouldn't be an issue, yeah. but it still intimidates you a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's such a, it's a, such a kind of mental blockage that it causes, or at least that's going to be my excuse. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Do you, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I think that does it for me. It's just, uh, yeah, there's, uh, you know, I'm trying to do some, some other stuff uh, as we're talking to golf courses and, you know, finding host golf courses for the kids program mm-hmm. now that, you know, that we can show, hey, this this brings golfers to your golf course. Yeah. And that whole message that I've I have preached for years don't just be a golf course take a community leadership role get involved with your community get your staff involved with the community all of those things that you can do mm-hmm. um, it's probably a really good reset time for golf courses oh, to definitely. evaluate hey what can we do better what yeah. can we do differently that might improve things you know because it's just to me golf is a relationship activity and golf a lot of golf courses have never made that connection that you should have a relationship with your community. Um, the golf pro, the GM, whomever should be out there, you know, saying, hey, I'd be glad to come and speak at your organization, you know, to talk about the community and what's going on at the golf course or ask me any questions. You know, your staff should be volunteering for activities in the community. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's just a part of what you should be doing. And a lot of times I don't think golf courses have recognized that. And I think that interaction, you know, you don't do it to improve your play as a marketing tool. But by the way, it is a marketing tool. Yeah. As people develop relationships and they get to know you, they're, it's like, wow, let's go out and play in, you know, 
say hi to Caleb today yeah. because he came and spoke to our group or he hosted a group of our kids out there. That's just a natural give and take in your community is taking a leadership role. Yeah. You know, I think for too long, golf courses, especially in the boom, you know, you built a golf course, you opened your door and your parking lot was full yeah. and everything was wonderful. That's gone. Yeah. So um, getting back to, hey, what should we really be doing here yeah. and what's our responsibility? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously this is a, this is a pretty difficult time for a lot of people. We're, we're fortunate down here in Florida that golf hasn't been interrupted too much, but, but a lot of people are struggling right now, but, but hopefully, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic that there's, there's going to be a lot of opportunities that come out of this. At least, at least I would hope so. Well, I think there's, it, it's really, I think what's going to happen is it's going to demand everyone stop and take a look in the mirror yeah. and say, okay, here's where, here's where I'm at. What do I need to do to yeah. get where I need to go? And I think that's going to be a, I think that's going to be a really good process for everyone. Yeah. As you know, as you know, you, I've used a statistic before, you know, it, it tells us that 50 to 55% of golf courses nationally are either barely breaking even or losing money. Now this hits, um, it's not going to improve that scenario. Yeah. So simply, we have to get better at what we do and stop blaming everything else for, wow, golf business is bad. Yeah. Let's, let's stop doing that. And it's like, okay, how do we change that? Yeah. Well, I think that about covers it for today. Um, I finally convinced you that you need to start using Instagram more than more than Facebook, so people can give you a follow at Coach Mark Eberly on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at Caleb Eberly on Instagram. You can follow us as a collective at Eek Golf. That's E K E G O L F. As always, you can find all the information online at E K E dot G O L F. There's no dot com after that. The dot golf is the dot com. I think I had to explain that to a few people. It's it's kind of confusing, but we're working people through it. Um, we'll be back next week, hopefully with uh, with some interviews that we're going to do later this week. And yeah, thanks for listening. Let's go play golf. Yeah, let's go play. This has been an I hate golf. It's awesome. Talk to you soon. Stay safe.